Public Radio's LossyTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Grino, and I'm joined by a man who also has decided to boycott the Grammys moving forward. Yeah. Okay, Captain Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, Grino. Very good now that I'm not going to the fucking Grammys, bro. <laughs> Yeah. You know, because they were asking me, they were filling up my inbox. You know what it's like being a big time podcaster. It's tough. Like, it's tough. It is. It's relentless. You know, there's 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 only one group of people that I can think of that are more persecuted than, you know, big podcast celebrities like us. And that would be mm-hmm. the royal family. The royal family, Damo. Yeah, it's they been, really they really do have a tough week. Yeah. And the Oprah Winfrey's of the let's not forget about the Oprah Winfrey's. Mate, uh, if, if you're going to get empathy from anyone who understands the struggles and the yeah. hardship that these two have gone through, Damo, yeah. it's one Oprah Winfrey. It's going to be Oprah. Um, I saw I saw a great meme uh, yesterday. Sorry, we're going straight off track already. I saw a okay. great meme yesterday and it was, you know, it was Harry and Megan and somebody had, um, you know, photoshopped in like just piles of money, a big yeah. golden crown, a big scepter. <laughs> And they're saying, oh, my God, life is so tough, Oprah. And then on Oprah's side, she's surrounded by a pile of money, and she's like, I can relate, girlfriend. You know? <laughs> it's yeah. fucking fantastic. Perfect. Perfect. Nice, um, Gary. The, the Royals interview, Damo, uh, nothing mm. nothing screams I want privacy, like <laughs> bringing in the most famous interviewer in the world out of her retirement yeah. to do a made-for-TV special. That screams I just want my privacy. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing too, like how easily the, like, so the corporate, you know, like on my show, I've been dealing with corporate media types for four years now. Yeah. And the, the fucking opinion these people have of themselves, you know, oh, we're defending democracy. We speak, <laughs> we speak truth to power, Greener. Like we're yeah. on the front, like they consider themselves like frontline essential fucking workers and shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How are yeah. the people going to get the relevant information unless we're there giving it to them? You know, we're heroes. Yeah. It just shows how quickly all of them can be manipulated into being like basic tabloid fucking trash tattletales. And yeah. so now they just want to gossip about the royal fucking family. Like, look how yeah. quickly you've become, you know, you might be working at like, say, the Washington Post, New York Times. Look how quickly you've become a fucking women's magazine blogger. Day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Women's Day magazine where sources save every fucking story. Exactly. Um, Something that's it, it, only fit for that fucking for the pile of four-year-old magazines at the doctor's office or the salon, and that's it. Yep. Spot on. Spot yeah. on. That's where it belongs. Uh the I guess the the big controversy that came out of the interview demo mm. was the the remarks about how dark the baby would be. Yeah, the racisms. The racism. racism. Now, that that brought a couple of questions up in my mind. Hmm. Firstly, I didn't even realise Meghan Markle was black. She's the (laughs) whitest black chick I've ever seen. (laughs) Well, I think she's half. She's half black. She, oh, I think it's. I think we need to dissect that into a few more quarters. I reckon it's like one sixty fourth. Ah, so you reckon uh, she's two? Do you reckon she's two thirds white, perhaps? Perhaps, yeah. I, no. I think it's yeah. If it's just a tinge, a tinge of black, a tinge just of so black. you can, yeah, just so you can, yeah, call it. Now, call now, you referring to uh, Meghan Markle's color as uh, quote quote a tinge of black. Um, yep. Are you not now engaging in the exact same racism that the royal family were engaging in when they were talking about what colour that little baby going to be? Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> 
but this um, is science. This is science, isn't it? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, the other question that, that would have raised that, that for me, it didn't sit right because I don't think the full story was told. Mm. Because if I'm part of the royal family, my concern is less about the color of the skin yeah. and more concerned about the potential color of the hair, Damo. <laughs> yeah, because we can't have another fucking ginger in here. <laughs> Could be a concern. <laughs> um, the the, the my, other question. The thing that okay. I the thing that struck me was like. Imagine being somebody who literally marries into a royal family and mm. then gets offended by fucking elitism. It's like, hang on, yeah. did, didn't you do any homework? Like, what did you think was going to happen? Did 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 Harry do, like, the fucking Eddie Murphy move from coming to America? Did he tell you that he was a goat herder? Yeah. Like, is that, is that what you were thinking? Like, you were going to marry a radar. prince? Yeah. Yeah. And then live in, like, your fucking loft apartment in New York City, mm. do interviews with Oprah, like, oh, it's not even a big deal, you know? Just go yeah. and do the shopping like normal. Like, what the fuck is this shit? If you oh, if you insane. didn't like elitism, don't marry into a fucking royal. But there is no more elite. That yeah. like that's about as elite as it gets. They shit yeah. on golden thrones, Greeno. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't get any more elite than that. So shut Spot the fuck on. up. <laughs> um, I think uh, it it comes back on the royals in this though, Damo. Mm. I think they they needed to to outline, you know requirements to you know the, the bloodline and explain or hear the rules wait 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 green and green are you saying are yeah. you saying that the royal family are concerned about bloodlines nice, they may be hey really um, so this idea? <laughs> I, I think what what needs to be done for the next is just, uh, we're fixers damo you we're know fixed. nothing about royal family yep. i know nothing about genes mm. but here's what i'm thinking mm. just to put things back to square one yeah for for the bloodline uh, what's the kid's name? Archie. Archie. Archie has to impregnate an albino. <laughs> nice, Gary. Now that'll get it back to the right shape. <laughs> so, so if you th- you think if Archie, who is the the progeny of yeah. a half black, a very white, a, a two thirds white black woman, white. and yeah. and, and a fucking, it's higher. And, yeah. Okay, let's call him an eighty percent. Let's call her an eighty percent white black woman. Okay. Yeah. And a fucking ginger who is the whitest of the white, who can't yeah. go, who can't see sun unless he bursts into flames. You think yeah. the progeny of these two collections of genes will uh, come out? You know, perhaps even like he. So he he's going to have his own tinge. So we need to yeah. correct it in the following yeah. generation. It's, it's kind of like an edit, you know, a spell check, if you will, <laughs> to the gene pool. So if we get him sticking his dick in an albino pitch. <laughs> We're gonna pop out a baby that that passes as white enough. <laughs> nice, <laughs> what if the baby comes out albino? Will that be the ultimate? That's like, oh, this is white supremacy mm. here. Look this at this. They're literally breeding pure king. white. Yeah. <laughs> Automatically crowned king at that point. As as it's born. Yeah, like as it comes out of the vagina, it's a king already yeah. from that. It's moment. already there. Yeah, fantastic. It, it, it crowns and then goes into a crown. That's how it works. Um. <laughs> It's going to be hard to top that comment, Damo, but Kelly Slater was pretty close. Yeah, uh, he was. decided to chime in. What is he, like 14-time world surfing champion, Kelly Slater? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was responding uh, to this. Yeah. Uh, the Batuta Advocate, which I've never heard of. Uh, uh, it's a um, satire uh, publication. Right. Uh, so basically now we are left with nothing but a multi-million dollar Netflix deal and heaps of nice clothes. And so this is the reply. So... The, the first comment is, uh, as Megan puts it, it's almost impossible to imagine being in America right now with no health care and stable income. Oh, the struggles, Greeno. The battles. The, the, battles. the battles. I've never heard of anyone who has to have, who has had to live like this, she says. 
Worst comes to worst, I guess I can get a part-time job as a co-lead on a major network TV legal drama. More to come, <laughs> which is very mm. funny. Uh, Kelly Slater replied, I'd be mad too if I was James Hewitt's unacknowledged illegitimate kid, <laughs> got essentially kidnapped and held hostage by the royal family, was forced to pretend that boring square Prince Charles was my dad all those years, then they cut off my trust fund and disapproved of my hot American wife because it didn't fit into their ongoing inbreeding program. <laughs> nice, Gary! Did I miss anything? <laughs> well done, sir. Nice, Gary. Uh, that's enough royal coverage. I think, Damo, we oh. spend way too much time on it. Thank you. A quick uh, hot testies off the press, Dame. I didn't oh. realise Formula One testing was on. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo currently leading the fastest in the morning session with 132.537 at the halfway mark. So looking good, the McLaren early in in testies. Okay. And uh, is Alonso still driving this year again? No, he's uh, – I think he gave it up this year. I, I've really got to look it up. It's, it's hard because as soon as they push back the Australian GP, I'm like, well, fuck it. Like. I'll check well, in on yeah. it later. Yeah, everything's I, I out of whack pumped. now. Yeah. yeah, I normally get really pumped. I'm really looking forward to the the March uh, F1 here in Australia. But then, yeah, they pushed it back because crazy, you know, we don't want to go to a country that has, like, no corona. Um, <laughs> good logic. <laughs> nice, <Thank> first. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go to Australia. They don't have any corona there. Yeah, we don't. There's we nothing for us to exploit. Exactly. We'll stay in Europe. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing, David, quick, uh, before I forget, a uh, quick Reno story time. Oh, please. Absolutely. I like stories hey, about pinatas. disjointed, and I'm like, nothing flows in anything, but we'll go with it. Yeah. Um, last night, uh, so still kind of on, on the diet, uh, trying to cut back the beers as best as I can. Mm. Realize, you know, ketchups and whatnot, you, you got to have a beer. I can't just go, oh, no, I'll, I'll sip on the waters. Fuck that. So, no. you know, it's only on occasions and, and whatnot. I'll, I'll have beers now. Mm. Um, but with that being said, I still like a drink. So it's... It's back to the wine, Damon. Oh, the, bo- the, the cheap bin wine, ladies and no, gentlemen. Yes, no bin wine. No bin wine. I uh, learned my lesson from last time. So I have like you. a glass or two with dinner mm. and I'm happy. So last night, the footy, first uh, first footy game of the year and felt like a drink, but I'm like, no, nah, no beers, not a special occasion. Mm. I, I'll have some wine. So I only had like half a bottle left of the one that was open. Got through that. And yep. like, all good. Jumped into the, jumped into the cellar. Uh, I.e. So you weren't, you weren't satisfied with that half a bottle. You thought, no, that's just got me warmed up. I can smash yeah, another one. Bit warm, better have another. And yeah. I, I don't have much wine in the house. I've only have, ever have like a couple of bottles max. Right. So went in. The, it was dark in the cellar. Of course. So just grabbed the only bottle that was there, knowing that there's no bin wine, thankfully. Okay. And poured it, cracked it, poured it, had a sip. I'm like, oh, this is really good. Then I realized I'd had a special bottle of, of red that I'd been keeping for a special occasion. It was a nice 2012 vintage yeah. <laughs> oh. that I'm like, this probably shouldn't have been drunk watching the footy. <laughs> so you just smashed away a very expensive bottle of red because, hey, fuck it, why not? I've opened it. Well, it's, it's, there, to be, it's there to be drunk, man. It is. That is. Uh, I wouldn't want to die tomorrow and regret not drinking it in front of the footy. So yeah, you know, yeah. You, you were celebrate. You were celebrating the return of the NRL. Mm. Well, done. should we get to um? Should we get to Thursday night footy, Damo? Uh, do you want yeah, to do Thursday, Thursday night? night footy? Okay, I was going to do a segment too, but no, we, uh, we'll go in. We'll go into that, and then we'll jump to the Sunny Bill video. Okay, um, and I'll explain why. So. Uh, for our American, is anyone actually listening? We're not on Periscope anymore. We can't tell. We're not on Periscope anymore. Uh, Steph is with us on D Live, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. 
Everybody else is asleep. <laughs> Everyone's asleep. Uh, for our one American listener, Steph, uh, you know, on this show, we love, we love looking at the ratings because mm. fans, they love their Thursday night footy. Now, this love is a their brainchild. Thursday night footy. And, and like, and if they're going to love any Thursday night footy, Greeno, I imagine it's going to be the first game of the season. Welcome back to the footy, guys. You know, we're all pumped up. We're ready to go. Come on in. Blockbuster. Absolute blockbuster. Uh, so uh, it's the brainchild of the NRL. Like, look, the, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday games, you know, they're, they're fine, but we feel we can jam another day into the calendar. Yeah, which I, uh, which that, like, I'm going to put my, put it out there. I don't like it. I've always, I like my footy just on a Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm saying. I, I don't not, even like it on a Sunday. I would like, I'd rather just have like maybe two Friday night games max, but um, all the games on a Saturday and then I'd be happy nah, with I that. Love, like I really Sunday, old and yeah, I, just, I like one on the weekend with a game of footy. It's all good. Right. Uh, so you're right. This is the first game of the year. And this isn't just any game. This is a blockbuster. We've got the Storm, who are the reigning premiers, uh-huh. uh, against the Rabbitohs, who are Top I think, second favourite yep. Second favorite for the, the comp this year. Signed some good players. Looks really good in the, in the trials. So we've got the, the pinnacle here. We're like, hey, Cream season's of the off. Grab the crop. Let's go through. Uh, number one, seven news. Number two. Seven news at six thirty. Number right. four, nine news. We know the news is the news is take up top five. Yeah, news is tick done. Didn't done. crack top five. Okay. Number six, our old friends, the crazy malakas. Crazy Gogglebox. malakas. Out of fucking the the highest rated non news program is still Gogglebox. It fucking it's still Gogglebox. Beggars belief. Is, Gogglebox isn't even on free to air, is it? Yeah, channel ten. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that explains. Uh, you got trash a current affair. Now I happened to watch a current affair yesterday because yeah. I hit the wrong button. Yeah. Um, thinking it was another channel and I just think? couldn't be asked it. And my God, it's just as bad as it always. It was. is bad. Like, it's, it's worse than it used to be. Oh, it must be. I can't remember it, but it was bad. They had a, a kid who'd for some reason had memorized pie. He could do a thousand digits of pie, yeah. and that one is like he's a boy genius. Mm. So of course, what do you think happens in the current affair segment? Yeah. They bring in some meat pies. They bring in some apple pies. Oh, no. It's fucking pun frenzy. Oh. You know? Nice, Gary. This kid's just giving us a slice of what he can achieve. Shit oh, like that. Oh, no. Um, Do you remember back in the uh, 80s, early 90s when you had the the irrepressible Yana Went Greener, mm. who was the host of the Australian A Current Affair? And back then it was like, Tonight on A Current Affair, we go deep undercover into the corrupt actions of the union and see where they're siphoning money. Uh, we talk about, you know, how this affects your chances at work, blah, blah, blah. And now you, now you turn on a current affair and it's like, is your kid too fat? It's, it's yeah. probably because you're buying the wrong yogurt. <laughs> Here's yeah. a representative from Coles to show Coles, you yeah. all of the yogurts that you should be buying. <laughs> Which happen to be on sale. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spot on. That it's all product placements now. That's it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's a Demtel commercial. <laughs> Get Tim Shaw in yeah, front of the please. thing. We're good to go. No, didn't uh, Tim? Didn't Tim host a current affair for a while? No, no, he was he was straight infomercials. No, sure. he hosted something. I'm sure of it. He hosted a game show, a weird little game show for a while. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, he definitely wasn't a current affair. Okay, um, would be amazing if he was though. Edward, here we go. Is his Wikipedia page? Tim Shaw in brackets, salesperson. Salesperson. <laughs> nice, Gary. Not TV uh, host, not famous. You know, because he was the famous like no, home shopping guy here. I'll give you a sorry book yeah. because here we go. Hang on. Seems to be the hardest 
short span of 2013 to 2015 as Thailand correspondent for news and current affairs programs on Seven Network. Hey. He appeared on Seven Today Tonight and Nine Networks of Current Affair. There we go. As so, an, oh, no, no, here we go. As an expert on sales and marketing. So uh, he was one of those product placement people. Right. So, so he, he wasn't the host on A Current Affair, but he was no. a contributor to A Current Affair. He was a contributor as one of those uh, so-called experts they bring in. And he was over there checking out the Lady Boys as their correspondent uh, for go. Channel 7 in 13 through to 15. We should, uh, we should, like, while we're at it, just for the sake of context, so maybe I'll just try to bring up a little bit of Tim's work so, so people if, who are watching the replay can see who we're talking about. This world-famous Australian. Here we go. Tim, oh, look at this. Okay, Demtel, Tim Shaw. Have a look. Here we go. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Tim Shaw from Demtel. Tell me, have you got a kitchen drawer full of dull knives that need sharpening? I know I have. <laughs> Well, let me introduce you to Demtel's King's Collection of Knives. Demtel. A set of stainless steel knives that'll stay sharp forever. They cut perfectly every time. I Slice love the tomato being thrown at a blade. That's my favourite. And meat, as well as cut through frozen... I like it when they, they need a boot. That's yeah, oh, it's all, it all comes down to cutting the shoe in half. Greg. It's tough and to designed to also last for ages. The oh, ultimate resilient... Yeah, look, I can hit the handle with a hammer and it doesn't break. Great. Yeah. Stainless wow. steel blades stay sharp even after cutting through leather. There it is. <laughs> Picked it like a dirty nose. Uh, you knew it was coming. I, I spent way too many hours up during the middle of the night in my teenage years. I've seen every bloody one of these commercials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... I know how they work. That's where Tim Shaw made his mark on, you know, Australian culture was from the hours of 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. Yep, spot on. Yeah. It was peak, peak Demtel time. Legend. Uh, number eight on the ratings, Demo, 7.30. And number nine, Home and Away. So you'll notice here, you know, big blockbuster, big first game of the season, no AFL on. So this is their time to really just take out the time slot. That's right. Yet, yet Home it. and Away is, is still beating them. Uh, I'm going to give you the, the hot tip. Uh, the Thursday Night Footy came in at number 11. <laughs> okay. didn't, cr didn't crack the top 10 for the didn't biggest, the biggest game 10. of the season. And, but what surprised me most is the, the thing that beat it at number 10, Back Road Season 7. <laughs> I don't even ABC. know what that is. I think it's a program that literally goes through back roads of Australia. Really? That's very, very fucking... Very genius of you, Greeno. I don't know how you deciphered that. Like, you're yeah. obviously a star. Yeah, it's that or uh, gay porn. I don't know which one. <laughs> nice, Gary. I hope it's the latter. It could be the latter. We'll, we'll look it up on the ad break. Speaking, uh, speaking of gay porn, more of that coming up in the Milo rankings. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Oh, I thought you were doing an outro. No, no. <laughs> All good. So uh, we're looking at these ratings and we're like, look, we need to fix this quickly, mm -hmm. quickly. And yeah. Channel 9, good news, Damo. What have they done? They announced earlier this morning uh, with the uh, retirement of Sonny Bill Williams earlier in the week ah. that they've gone, we need this man on board. This is what's going to fix the ratings, Damo. This is what's going to bring Bill. the people people flocking in, the, the clear, articulate voice and the, the deep kind of analysis mm. of footy, yeah. um, you know, the the thinking man of, of rugby league, one Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah. Dual um, international, had, so Dual rugby league, rugby union, the experience. Yeah. He's got the experience. He's got the know-how. Most of all, Greeno, in terms of media person, in, in terms of media roles, he's got the charisma. He's got the charisma. Let's yeah. see how it goes with the talking part, Damo. Okay, let's, let's check it out. Look. Sonny, five years away, back into rugby league. How excited does it feel to be back? 
yeah, really excited, mate. Uh, I don't think I have any difficulties skill-wise in adjusting back to the game in that sense, but it's just the physicality of it that uh, I'll uh, um, take a bit of time to adjust to. But I'll go back from here. I'll spend about four or five weeks in a uh, really intense training camp. Riveting. Riveting stuff there. So, I'm glad they, oh, glad it's they all happening people. here at the Rugby League. Let's yeah. go down to side, expert sideline comments from Sonny Bill. Yeah, um, so so basically, right, they're like taking the ball and uh, they're chucking it around and um, then they're getting tackled and they're going to put a little so, kick in over top. It's, uh, physical. Physi- it's a very physical game out there and um, someone's going to score a try. Okay, yeah. thank you. Expert comments, Sonny yeah. Bill, ladies and gentlemen. Glad, glad they brought him on board there. Uh, and yeah, before we go to the break, yeah, if you the next video, if you go to the the preview after that, mm. is Sunny Bill listing the ingredients on his shopping list? <laughs> Riveting stuff. Hang on, where is where is where is this video? Because I don't have that one. I don't have that video. Are you there? We lost Greener. I tell you what, let's let's be. We'll be right back. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. And old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons. Eating cereal until it was noon. We never thought that 30 years later it'd still be cool. Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, remember if you want to get in touch with us, the preferred method is, of course, via the little blue bird. 
Follow Greeno at the starting block. One more drop the K at the end. Follow myself at Boogie Bumper. Uh, Greeno, one of the things that we've been, one of the carts that we've been pushing on this show for quite some time, because we believe it's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. is we believe that it's time to not only embrace cancel culture, but accelerate it. Uh, because there is just so much out there, so many problematic things, I think. 100%. Like, I think, yeah, it hasn't been taken far enough. No. Nah. And, you know, because we're all about protecting people here, Greeno. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I'm pleased to report that cancel, uh, the cancel culture has been going well, going strong, and we can now add another string to our bow. Pepe Le Pew is finally gone. Well done. It's, well a, done, it's about time. It's about time. Yeah. Uh, the the rationale behind the, the cancellation of Pepe, Damo? Uh, well, he contributes to rape culture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, on a serious note, this probably won't surprise many people who have been listening to me for the last few years. And yeah. this is this is 100% honest, I swear to God. Growing up, Pepe Le Pew was actually my favourite fucking character. Dead set. Yeah. There you go. I, I, I actually really hated that particular <laughs> Looney Tune. I love it. Gag. I love it. Uh, oh, my darling. Uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> mm, oh, mon Le Pew. Le Pew. But uh, it turns out he's just a filthy rapist, Greta. Yeah, he is, uh, Damo. Have a listen to this. But listen to this. Don't tell the PM, though. Don't tell the PM. Don't tell the PM. <laughs> do, you think, do you think there should be a, you know, coronial inquiry? I think in, we definitely need an inquiry into Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le, independent audit. Uh, yeah. Pepe Le Pew and his cartoon rape culture will stay in the past. Good. <laughs> That's the headline. That's the headline. There are many stories and characters that can be adapted and reinterpreted for modern audiences and social awareness. Oh, mm. this stuff just gives me fucking douche chills. <laughs> We can reboot a show like Kung Fu to be about Asian culture, not stealing and appropriating from it. We can adapt the myth of Medusa from that of a woman punished for her own sexual assault to a to a symbol of empowerment. Uh, hang on. You mean Medu- the chick who has snakes for hair and yeah. if you stare at her, you turn to stone? We want to turn yeah. her into a fucking hero feminist. You, you know what's wrong with these people ultimately, Greeno, is they don't create anything. No, they're not creators. They're, 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 they're like destroying said creation. Exactly. They're fucker-uppers. They yeah. wait. It's like waiting for somebody to build you a house and then coming in and going, hmm, don't you think the study should have been on the other side? Tear it down and start again. And it's like, who are you? Mm. You don't even have a fucking building uh, certification. Who yeah. are you to be the fucking foot? Like they just stroll in off the street with their, you know, uh, sociology degree, whack on a hard hat and a vest and go, all right, we're shutting this fucking building down. Now you're going to build it the way I want to build it. Otherwise, yeah, I'm going to call you all rapists. <laughs> let's let's fix it, Damo. Let's let's bring Pepe Le Pew into the in the modern culture. Let's let's uh, we're going to rewrite it. We're going to fix it, Damo. Mm. You know nothing about cartoons. I know nothing about sexual harassment. Yeah. Between us, we can fix it. Um, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, scene one. Ready? Yeah. Uh, lights come up. Pepe sees a lady at a bar. He walks over. He says, "Ma'am, can I buy you a drink?" Mm. She says, "No." Pepe walks away. Finney. End end of cartoon. I've got a better idea. Yeah. So yeah. I I don't think that goes far enough. You know, apologies, okay. but he, we're spitballing. You think you think his advance is is not wanted to begin with? So he, he should should have uh, sounded out whether it was appropriate to at least speak to the woman first, perhaps. Well, no, I think if he's if he is you know perpetuating a a rape culture which is like archaic, then we need to give him a modern relationship 
what Pepe Le Pew should do, like scene opens, Pepe Le Pew is watching the cat get fucked by a black man. <laughs> nice, Gary. Episode three. <laughs> Episode three. For Pepe Le Pew. So number one, approaches a woman, walks away. Two, fuck by a black man. Episode three. We we open the scene with Pepe having to register as a sex pest. <laughs> And how? And then we follow Pepe as as we see how it impacts his day to day life. You know, he applies for jobs. Sorry, you know, no luck here. He has um, to go door to door telling all of the other skunks that he is a sex yeah, offender. Sex offender has to wear the sex offender t shirt. And then happy ending, he ends up as a federal MP. It's fucking. It's a beautiful tale with, with a moral. He ends up. He ends up being governor of New York. <laughs> Uh, very good. Now the demo, uh, Pepe. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we we need to we need to take it next step because mm-hmm. what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah. Or in this case, actually, sorry, I forgot about one joke I had left. Yeah. Uh the <laughs> the Pepe Le Pew thing, the the rape. You know, mm-hmm. I understand you want to cancel for that. Yeah. I was hoping the cancellation would have had to been because of the interspecies erotica. Oh, yes. No, but we promote that now. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's okay for a for a skunk to sleep with a cat? Yeah. Well, as I long mean, as the cat. <laughs> During has, the- has, has a white strip of paint that it's vicariously put straight down the back. Well, I mean, you forget, like, you know, during the last presidential campaign, uh, one of the hosts of the Young Turks basically floated out there like, hey, why is bestiality even illegal? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> why is, so, you know, we're, we're heading in that direction anyway. So you're yeah. saying that's a positive. That's that's a reason to keep yeah, it yeah. non-careful. No, well, yeah, what of- I'm saying is because it's it's offensive and rape culture because he's, you know, oh, my darling, uh, mm, mm. he's trying to kiss her on the hand and kiss her and stuff. That's offensive. But if we have Pepe Le Pew watching his cat girlfriend get fucked by a black guy, um, if we promote, like, interspecies sex, maybe have some orgies and stuff, they'll, they'll say, no, children should watch this. <laughs> they would. Mm. Mate, what if we turn Pepe into a trans man? Who's, ha- ah. who's trying to have a relationship with a cat. All of Maybe a sudden, the it's reason like- he acts out is because he can't be his true self. Exactly. His penis yeah. keeps getting in the way, Greeno. Mm. So we- what if we cut Peppy's penis we tuck- off? We tuck it back. Yeah, we turn him into a dyke. Uh, <laughs> now we're talking. Now that's a quality day. Instead demo. of like, oh, my darling, I'm more, more. he goes like, it's like, what's up, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, we need to be showing kids this. This is empowering. Empowering, got to yeah. teach them about equality. Uh, very good. So uh, like we said, yeah, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, or in this case, the pig, the Damo. Pig. Because if we're going to cancel Pepe Le Pew, we, there's another sex pest that we haven't considered yet yep. in one Miss Piggy yep. and the inappropriate actions of the harassment of Kermit day in, day out, and unwanted advances, I call Damo. Yes. Uh, and, you know, sexual harassment in the workplace isn't, you know, a funny thing, Greener. In the wake of controversy surrounding Pepe Le Pew's removal from Warner Brothers Space Jam sequel, I reckon, you know, let's be honest here. If I'm Pepe Le Pew, I'm kind of glad not to be in that fucking horror show of a movie. Yeah, that sounds terrible. It really does. <laughs> it's like I imagine they approached Pepe and said, look, Pepe, do you want to be in the, the second Space Jam? We've got LeBron James. And he's like, uh, can't you just accuse me of being a rapist instead? Yeah, do you reckon maybe this is just all ducks and drakes where ducks basically Pepe's Pe- Pe- knocked them back? Yeah. They're like, well, fuck, we're going to look worse if we're saying Pepe doesn't. This is going to make the movie look bad. Fuck it. We'll say we cancelled him. We'll slander instead. him instead. Yeah. Uh, social, that's how they me- do it. social media users are calling for the cancellation of another popular television character, Miss Piggy Greta. 
Users mm. have taken to Twitter to sarcastically and maybe even seriously protest Miss Piggy's character. This is the beautiful part, though, because I'm sure yeah. a lot of people are doing it sarcastically because it's like, yeah. well, if you're going to cancel Pepe Le Pew, let's cancel Miss Piggy as well because fuck it, let's embrace cancel culture now. Let's do it for fun. Yeah. Fuck it, do it for fun because um, they're going to do it anyway. But the problem is this has happened before, right? People start a sarcastic campaign to cancel something. Uh, take the peace symbol, for example, right? You know the peace yeah, symbol? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, the OK sign, right? Oh, the OK sign is now apparently, yeah, That's, something to do with. That was yeah. literally started as a gag on 4chan, and they even reference it, and they say, let's say that the OK sign stands for white power and we'll make <laughs> all of these fucking idiots in the media, uh, we'll convince them that the OK symbol is a hate symbol. And the people in the, they, I swear to God. And then like six months later, 12 months later, they're like the known white power symbol. And then when that was pointed out to these idiot journalists that, hey, this is actually a gag. They're, you're doing exactly what these fucking people wanted you to do. Yeah. They even write in articles, what was started allegedly as a gag on 4chan has now become a symbol of white supremacy. It's like, no, no, it, it, it hasn't just because you say so. It hasn't, yeah. It's, it's not, a fucking it's joke, okay Bora. <laughs> So this is this is what I'm saying though. If people are sarcastically saying let's get rid of Miss Piggy, I guarantee mm-hmm. you that people will take it up like unironically and say, Yes, good, let's cancel Miss Piggy. And you're like, Well, well, it's just a joke. And they're like, Oh, do you think rape is a joke? You know, yeah, it will happen. It, funny. it will happen because people out there are fucking idiots. I love Kermit has rights, Damo. Kermit has rights. Yeah, Kermit, leave my Kermit butthole alone. I love this uh tweet here. Clifford used steroids to grow and profited off his illegal drug use, Greener. Cancel Clifford as well. Cancel Clifford. Uh, you had a suggestion though, Damo, because you know it's it's our turn. You know, they, they want to cancel Peppy, they want to cancel Miss Piggy. You, you had a great idea. Yeah. Because this this has been an un, untouched resource. Yeah, one of, of the you know, white supremacy and uh and racism, if you will. Yeah, Charlie Wilson on Twitter wrote, uh, I never liked Dr. Seuss, but can we get the guy who makes Where's Waldo books cancelled just as a goof? And I'm thinking, yes, fucking of course we can. This is right Ooh, up our alley here on the block. So I said, uh, why isn't Waldo black? Teaching children to search for a white face in a crowd above all others promotes white supremacy and embeds negative racial stereotypes. Nice, Gary! So we, we can do this. We can cancel Waldo while we're at it. We can. Fucking, we sure can. Very well done. Little nuts. Uh, Waldo's next. Uh, sometimes I need to check in, Damo, to, to understand what I am and not meant to be offended about. Now, mm. I sent you this tweet uh, a little bit earlier today. Yep. Um, give it a read and, and tell me, apparently this was offensive. Let's, let's, let's check as to why we think that may be. Okay, here we are. So John Heyman, he's a baseball reporter, I'm guessing? Yeah, baseball reporter, that's correct. Okay. Uh, the Florida Marlins have a new GM. Uh, Kim Ng, Kim Ng uh, is getting great reviews for her work ethic, preparedness, and smarts in her first few months in Miami. Well done, Kim Ng. Well done. Now, that tweet, offensive. Why? why? But, but believe it or not, because apparently, and John was bombarded with tweets for the rest of the day yep. saying, how dare you say this? Would you say this about a male GM? <laughs> of course she's prepared. She's a professional. Let's how dare look. you? How dare you? <laughs> look at this. So the first one, whoever Rhea Butcher is, uh, look, you can tell a lot from people by their little bios. Uh, Rhea Butcher, a white person, 
in their bio has Black Lives Matter, they, them. That's their preferred pronoun, Greeno, is they, them. They, them, uh, yeah. Pull yourself up by your bootleg out now. So obviously a very talented uh, yeah. comedian or author or something. Your wording here is really something. Do they even know what they're upset about anymore? Or? No, I guarantee that person does not follow baseball. Oh, of course, they none have, of them do. None of they them. have no interest in John Heyman. They don't give a fuck what he has to say. Quite frankly, I don't give a fuck what John Heyman says, and I'm a baseball fanatic. But they, they, they've heard someone, someone, someone sent out the bat signal of like, hang on, hang on, we found something to be offended about. Come on, let's hammer in on John Heyman. Uh, this is a good one here. See, this is this is why I often tell my audience on the Daily Boogie, Greeno, do not waste your time trying to argue with people on Twitter because you Twitter you just, is just... Put your comments out, you walk away. Exactly. <laughs> Twitter is not for discussion. It's not for debate. Twitter is for convenience of having all of the world's dumbest people collected on one website. <laughs> and you, you observe them proud like be, a fish Proud tank. to be a part of it. Yeah. Proud to be a part of it. Exactly. Like, don't tap the glass, you know? Just let the yeah. fucking idiot fish wander around and boom, 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 <laughs> and bump into the glass and don't, don't harass them. You just watch. Every now and then you throw a little bit of food into the top of the tank, but that's all you do. <laughs> so you do. So this is what this guy wrote. Uh, it seems like he similarly worded a tweet in 2019 about a male GM. So he's written like similar stuff about males. Yeah. We Maybe we can assume the best intentions here. Now, this guy got replied to. Listen to this fucking leap of faith here in this reply. The difference is that that was the day of hire, real-time commentary. This tweet seems more like a follow-up. We need to check in to see how this one is doing vibe. Would you really expect any qualified new GM to not have uh, intelligence uh, and good work ethic? Of course not. Yeah. But Plenty. woman. I've fucking, have they, oh, these people know nothing about baseball. Jeez, there's some dead GMs, shit GMs out GMs there. GMs are constantly getting criticised by the baseball press. They're fucking constantly. morons, a lot of them too. Yeah, they're just fucking rich idiots, a lot of them. Crazy Uncle Jerry DePoto is just a big old tra fucking trading machine. Yeah. His team hasn't won shit. Yeah. He's a fucking terrible GM, but we love him, yeah. and he deserves to be criticised. I don't think Jerry's very prepared because his team still fucking sucks. Yeah. He's traded away nine billion people. Like, listen, listen to this. Like, this is why there's no logic to this shit, right? This mm. person here, this has 350 likes. This reply, this has a big <laughs> quote, "Not bad for a girl." Energy. What do you, what do you mean energy? energy. <laughs> It's like as soon as you're using like quotation marks above your head yeah. in a tweet, yeah. you've lost any any point. Just get the fuck out of here. Well, I mean, people just read people see the words that they want to see. So here's yeah. the original tweet. New Marlins GM Kim Ng is getting great reviews for her work ethic, preparedness, and smarts in her first few months in Miami. And the reply is this has a big quote, not bad for a girl energy. So you're just making <laughs> shit up. Of course they are. You're just making shit up and saying, oh, no, the energy of this tweet. What What are you fucking talking about, energy? Do you shove crystals in your vagina? Like, yeah. what the fuck is your problem? Do you Do you have a lot of dolphin paraphernalia around your house? I bet you have cats, don't you? Yeah. A lot of cats. Never Put seen a game of baseball. So, you Put know. Bong down, I reckon, lady. Put exactly. So down. why bother arguing with these people when they can just literally make up a new sentence and say, oh, really? That's what you think? It's like, no. It's no. That's not what I Marbo. said. It's the vibe, Damo. Yeah. Um, it's the vibe. <laughs> I'm glad I checked in. I'm glad I'm not going crazy because I was trying to work out if that was offensive or not. This reminds me, this reminds me of remember the political fallout when somebody said, I think they were referring to I can't remember. They were they were talking about a black politician, which I can't remember which one. And I, it might have been Barack Obama, actually. And so this guy said, you know, Barack Obama was a great president, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, you can agree or disagree. That's up to you. But the guy said Obama was a great president. He was very well-spoken. And this th- th- this caused like incredible outrage. And they're like, oh my God, you can't say-. And I'm sitting here watching it going, what the fuck is wrong with you, Pete? What? He is well-spoken. <laughs> like, you're allowed to say that somebody is well-spoken when they're well-spoken. And the replies I would get would be shit like this, Greener. They'd say, uh, no. Him saying he's well-spoken, it's like he's surprised because black people aren't well-spoken. I'm like, hang on, that's you saying that. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're, the, the, one, <laughs> you're the one saying, oh, black people can't speak. So, you know, it's fucking insane. Again, we, why bother arguing with people on Twitter? Don't argue. Exactly. We, we did one uh, a couple of months back on the show. I think it was um, – I forget which, which player it was. It was an African-American uh, baseball player. Yeah. But it was uh, Hank Aaron, sorry. Hank Aaron, um, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's and, right. And oh. one of the reporters sent out this really beautiful tweet just talking about what a great man he was, the how legacy. he had to like, you know, yep. how he, legacy, how he had to put up with, you know, the, the racism in the, the you know, 70s, 60s and when he was coming up through the minors. And that reporter was was, uh, was harassed because they're like, he did not have to. He did not have to put up with it. <laughs> oh, and wait, that's offensive. It's a beautiful little tribute to a legend of the game that passed away. Yep. Apparently, it was offensive. I had to check in with you there. I'm like, which bit am I meant to get offended by? I'm yeah. Confused. Yeah. It's, a, it's a vicious it. circle. Just get offended All by it. everything. All the safest bet. Yeah. Uh, Damo, something's offended me over the last decade is fucking movies because mm. movies we've discussed on this show. Yeah. Fucking shit. There's been like maybe in the last 10 years, there's only been three good films made. And two of them I probably can't name. Well, Um, and and to that point, like pretty much the only movies I watch now is like the Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I can watch like uh, guys flying around, kicking ass, you know, shooting aliens and shit. No problem. I'm happy with that. Yeah, people go, it's shitty comic book. And I'm like, yeah, but what am I supposed to watch? Every movie about fucking feminism. Fuck off. You know? that the problem we've talked about everything's now a reboot no one's got any new ideas yeah. it's fucking either a reboot or a sequel yeah. or a franchise and that's my problem with film like mm-hmm. no one's got any fucking original ideas the anymore. last and really then- good movie that i watched was um knives out which i thought was very clever and very funny did you oh, see I've not, i haven't seen that one it's, uh, it's it good it's like it's kind of like a satirical old style like murder mystery okay um the the guy who's the Daniel Craig, is it? His character, he plays like a Southern gentleman private detective who's brought in to a family like the the patriarch of the family dies and they're trying to figure out who killed him, like this rich author. And like it's it's a lot of like, you know, sarcastic humour and like very satirical, very like, you know, self-owning, not self-owning, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, You know, it's... like a lot of breaking the fourth wall kind of stuff, you know okay. what I mean? It's, it's yeah. very funny. And I thought that was a good cheap. movie. Yeah. Okay. So I, I haven't seen too many. I've been going back and watching old old films that I meant I should have watched decades ago yeah. and haven't. Yeah. So I watched um, The Departed. I watched like Django Unchained, things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going back watching those ones and enjoyed, I've enjoyed most of them. And then I watched Inglorious Bastards and just couldn't get through it. Uh, I, could, I, I tried. And, you know, I'm a big Tarantino fan. Me too. That's the only reason I watched it because yeah. I watched Django first and then I'm like, oh, I'm watching Glorious Bastards. Big Pitt fan, big uh, Tarantino fan. Yep. I just couldn't get through it. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, no, I thought it was it was silly. I, I didn't mm. like it. Um, Django Unchained was good though, but Jamie Foxx was fucking amazing in that movie. Oh, he, he was sensational. And so was um, Leo. Was it- no, oh, Leo was good, but the guy uh, was—he's a Christopher Plummer that played like the the German guy. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. 
he was sensational. He was really, really good. Yeah. Um, nice work. We got distracted. So aside from those three movies we just named, mm. everything's shit. Everything's no no new ideas. No new ideas whatsoever. And then I stumbled across this this week, and I thought, finally, finally a fucking new idea, a film that I can sink my teeth into. Uh, Something to inspire. <laughs> Finally, a fresh idea. Elizabeth Bank is the banks to direct beer centric. Bear, sorry, not beer. Beer centric. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Bear centric thriller, Cocaine Bear for Universal. Nice the film is based on true events from 1985, where a 175 pound bear accidentally consumed over 70 pounds of cocaine that was dropped from a plane by a smuggler. The exact details of the film are under wraps. I think you've just fucking summarised the film, right? Yeah, that's it. What details? You know, if we can, up there. if we can carry on in the tradition of Twitter replies, I'm getting a very snakes on a plane vibe from this movie. Yeah, you know, bear full of cocaine. There's a, there's <laughs> cocaine, a cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. Now, if you <laughs> don't remember who Elizabeth Banks is, uh, she's fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> now, she. If you don't remember, back in 2019. Elizabeth Banks is the one who wrote, directed, produced, and starred in the reboot, another fucking reboot, mind you. Mm-hmm. Of... I said no new ideas, Damo. Exactly. Nothing's new under the sun. So she did all that for the reboot of Charlie's Angels. And if you remember, mm-hmm. Charlie's Angels fucking bombed at the box office. Nobody wanted to watch it. And she came out and blamed fucking sexism. <laughs> she yeah. said it's because nice she said the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life, which again proves like why there's no point arguing with these people because they don't even live in the, in the real world. You know what I mean? They don't apply logic or anything. She said, oh, that's because uh, movie audiences are dominated by men. And I, and I thought, are you fucking serious? Like that, mm. that is one of the most untrue statements. Like, Think about this, Greeno. What was that movie where the girl gets raped by the rich guy repeatedly? Oh, I have no fucking idea, man. <laughs> no, you remember that? What's the name? It was a book first. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Fifty Shades of Grey. So I would have arguments with like feminists on Twitter and stuff in my former life, and I would talk about oh, all of the feminism. There's not enough women starring in roles and blah blah blah. Uh, there's too much like male-dominated objectification of women. And I would say, hang on a minute, Fifty Shades of Grey is a movie. It's written by a woman. It's Mm -hmm. about a woman being literally sexually objectified to the point of almost being raped repeatedly by this rich guy. Like, he treats her like fucking, like, dirt, like a sex slave. And the women are lining up around the fucking block to watch it. Yeah. They're lining up. So by all... You know, for all intents and purposes, they love that shit. So you shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Well, I, I like I like bringing, you know me, man. I love stats. I love facts. I like putting the stats in the facts together to prove my point. Uh, let's take the exact same premise. Let's take the exact same film. Let's put females in the exact same cast as Elizabeth Banks, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Box office for Elizabeth Banks, Charlie's Angels, $73 million. Box office for Charlie's Angels, starring Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz from a decade earlier, $264 million. (laughs) Nice, Gary! It's the exact same fucking movie, exact same sex in the cast. Yep. Maybe Elizabeth's movie was just shit. Maybe hers was terrible because you know why? Because she probably tried to inject a whole bunch of fucking, like, woke you know, lefty fucking feminist shit into it. Probably. And you, Probably. Because these people think that 
the only they think the only reason you don't like them is because you're sexist. Meanwhile, mm. it's you don't like them because they're screaming at you, calling you a sexist all the time. You see that it's so it's so delicious the irony yeah. here. They people, call people don't want to hear it. Exactly, yeah. we don't want to hear this shit. Just give us a good movie. Uh, you listen, know what we do want to hear, Damo? What's Coke that? Up there. Yeah, we fix that with cocaine bear. <laughs> Here's a quote from Elizabeth Banks. From, and we'll leave it on this from a couple of years ago. Listen to this. Look, people have to buy tickets for this movie too. This movie has to make money. If this movie doesn't make money, it reinforces a stereotype in Hollywood that men don't go see women do action movies. <laughs> so, so she's basically... She's, you know, she's blackmailing the audience. She's yeah. trying to shame the audience into going and seeing a crappy movie. If you don't see my crappy movie, everybody's going to call you a sexist. Yeah, without the facts of the fact that the exact same movie made two hundred and sixty-four million a decade earlier, just with a, a few years cast. earlier. Yeah, um, I, I think we can franchise this demo. I think coked up bear, then we get coked up camel, <laughs> and then we've already got Pe- a sequel. Pe- we got a sequel. We can franchise it. And then uh, Peppy's looking for work. Coked up Peppy. No, no. So we'll we'll do Coked Up Bear and then we'll do Peppy Le Pew with Rehypnol, Greeno. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we rowy up him and, and get him nice and sedate. And then and then the, the cats revenge. with the white paint can get their revenge. <laughs> Fucking fixed it. There you go. You know nothing, you know nothing about movies. I know nothing about rape. We just fixed it. <laughs> It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? What's you? Why do you have to ruin my evening? Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show. And you, you got to, you just got to do this. You just do without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No! No! <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... 
subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Hi, I'm Tim Shaw. Gentile is engineering for you the exciting world of classical music. And now, a spectacular addition to enhance your library, the Maestro Collection. This is one of Demtel's best offers yet. First, there's the beautiful music of Schubert, Mendelssohn, Mozart, Tchaikovsky and Grieg. Over one hour of music on the Music of Love Serenade compact disc. And what about the intimate music for the flute? Music by Bach, Vivaldi, Beethoven and more. All this magnificent music digitally mastered. But wait, what about a night at the ballet with the lush sounds of Tchaikovsky's Sleeping Beauty, Swan Lake and the Nutcracker Suite? Sounds fantastic. I told you this was a great offer. Remember, they've all been digitally master recorded, so you're guaranteed of listening quality in this collection. But I know you want more because I've got candlelight concertos with the sensual sounds of Schumann, Chopin and Rachmaninoff, Dine Like a King and Queen with royal dinner music featuring over one hour of Mozart, Telemann, Haydn and others. And there's still more. The exquisite Quiet Nights featuring Debussy, Bach and Mozart. The Maestro Collection, the world's most celebrated There'll orchestra. There'll be some extra. Conducted. There's got to be some extra. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to own this exciting collection? I, I need to hear the line. How much would you expect to pay for all of this? But there's more. Hey! Hey! When you are going to come. Yeah. What, what is it? I, I, now, now I need to know. Oh, you need to know what the more is. Okay. Yeah, the gripping finale. You okay. can't leave me on the teaser. You can't leave me or hanging. Save that for the end. Nah, let's save that for the end of the show. Okay. We'll play. <laughs> so you better stick around <laughs> during the <this> segment. <laughs> See what else you can get chucked in with your maestro collection. <laughs> Royal dinner music, Greeno. I'm getting I'm getting a real uh, rape energy from the some of those yeah. uh, the flute, the intimate flute music, Damo. Yeah, when I was uh, when he was talking about the Royal Dinner music, I was definitely getting some KKK vibes out yeah. of that. Greeno. Yeah, definitely. Um, Damo, we, we love it, the Milo rankings on this show, we and do. Um, I was I was pleasantly surprised because this is flat out your ah. Oh, Either this or the gardening segment is your most hated <laughs> in the history of the show. Well, no, that's not true. Other. It used to be the hated segment, but now since I now I'm contributing to the Milo rankings. Like now, I feel a part of it. You've embraced it. You've taken right. it. And you're like, I'm. Yeah. You know, if you can't beat him, join him. That's uh, right. And you've jumped on board the Milo. So rankings. I came to you this week during the week. I came to you, uh, the World Reporter, Brad Everly, and Unity Day Troy, with a new mm. addition to the Milo rankings. Because I don't know if you've heard the news or not. Uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, who's famously been, you know, like the flamboyant fucking, you know, uh, out there gay guy who hates lefties, right? that kind of th- that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. He came out this week and said, you know what? Guess what, guys? I'm not I'm not gay anymore. I'm straight now. He's done. He's done he's with finished. the gay stuff. He's, 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 he's it cut in. it off. He's, he's chucked it in. He's like, look, <laughs> back, right. back into the chicks. Yeah. And so don't he's, know, wake up one morning. Don't know what happened. That's right. So he's uh, going to throw himself into uh, rehabilitation therapy or whatever. Is that what you call it? Is that what it's called? Uh, conversion therapy. Conversion therapy. That's the one. He's going to throw himself into conversion therapy. Interestingly, he's going to be giving daily consecration online for the Catholic community, which I'm sure the traditional Catholics will enjoy. I love this. I really love, you know, <laughs> Milo Yiannopoulos telling them about God. 
<laughs> so it's now, gonna... is this, is this, oh, let's let's back this up because this might impact the rankings. Mm. Uh, is is this gay Milo or straight Milo who's teaching the Christians about God? Well, I think it has to be straight Milo because, as I remarked <laughs> on my show the other day, um, I'm sure the traditional Catholics will really enjoy a guy who's uh, who's got about 500 hours online of him bragging about how much black dick he sucked. <laughs> Telling them about, you know, the glory of God and the evils of sodomy. I'm sure they're really going to fucking appreciate this. But anyway, that's Milo's new gig. Uh, (laughs) So that got us thinking, though, here on the show, because this injects a new thing. Uh, The Milo rankings was obviously started with Milo Yiannopoulos. So now we have, but now there's two Milos, Greeno. And a Milo divided against itself cannot stand. Mm. So now we have to add straight Milo into the rankings as well as gay Milo because there's two different kinds of Milos now. Yeah, true, true, true. So Uh, who's who's higher on the rankings? Who's better, gay or straight? uh, I... Like on the basis of my analysis I've done this week, I've sent it to the committee. Mm. Uh, obviously, unfortunately, both gay and straight Milo missed the top 10. Yes. Um, just want to put it out there. Yeah. Uh, couldn't, couldn't make the cut. <laughs> no, I don't think they made the top 20. <laughs> they may not have. They may have missed out. I didn't bother checking the final stats. All I got, I just got told from the committee going, look, just tell tell them, tell both the straight and gay Milo they missed the top 10. Correct. Um, keep them happy. Yeah. Now, do they, uh, have two, do they have two separate emails? You know, one is, one is uh, Milo for God 21 and the 21. other one is Milo yeah. Milo for cock. Milo, <laughs> Milo BBC. Milo uh, loves your cock. Milo's cock. cock for you. At, at, at gmail.com. At gmail. Uh, <laughs> and, but the straight Milo uses Yahoo. Yahoo. Yeah. Spot yeah. on. <laughs> Milo, Milo for God. Milo Believer. Not 2021. <laughs> Uh, so uh the the committee came back uh with with their findings and uh basically i hate to say it because based on the the whole you know telling the the christians about about god thing (laughs) that fucking that almost tipped him over the edge unfortunately straight milo uh is behind gay milo behind it's interesting very yeah yeah uh, you know, no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, rationale given to me by the board was, you know, they just have an inkling that this may just be a big publicity stunt. You think so? Milo. You think yeah. so? Yeah. Give it a couple of weeks. If uh, it turns out, if we can get evidence that straight Milo Has is avoided is, having is, anal sex, <laughs> is, is knee deep in, in flesh, yeah. uh, female flesh. Yeah. Then maybe we'll, we'll we'll buy in, but yeah. at this stage where we're looking for more credentials, we're we're pretty confident in the credentials of gay mm. Milo. Yep. We're we're just we've still put straight Milo on probation. Mm. You know, and, and that's a wise thing to do. I don't I, I don't know if that's a wise thing to do, Green. I don't know if that's necessary because, as you know, nobody ever gets involved in a Catholic church to um have sex with young men. Like mm. that that never happens. Never happens. So that's why that, this would be a ridiculous thing to suggest? Um. Interestingly, on on my show, you know, I'm not, trying not to reference it too much, but uh, nah, give it a plug. Give what, it a plug. Daily Boogie tomorrow, six p.m. Back live, yeah. TV slash Boogie Bumper. Um, so I had two articles from the same publication, Pink News, and mm-hmm. the first one was you know a very sarcastic. Oh look, Milo says he's ex-gay. That's ridiculous. Seriously, bro. Mm-hmm. And then the very next article from the same publication was sex expert comes. You know, sex therapist says that men can have sex with gay men and still be 100% straight. So, mm. so I'm like, well, maybe he was straight all along now. Maybe he was. Because, just, yeah. And then that got me realising when I was trying to rank Milo, like the best to the worst, uh, you know, gay Milo versus straight Milo, 
it doesn't really matter. It's like a it's like a chicken and egg situation, you see, because gay Milo can fuck straight Milo and yeah. still be gay. Yeah. And straight Milo can fuck gay Milo and still yeah. be straight. Because straight Milo can fuck gay Milo and you know you, you're hundred percent straight, you're just having sex with a man, it's like any mm-hmm. straight guy would. And gay Milo loves cock. So it yeah. doesn't matter. It's the same guy. How does the how does the masturbation situation work? Do you think? Do you think uh, does if, he jerk if, off to girls now? Yeah, does Gay Milo have to jerk off to girls, and and Gay Milo has to jerk off to boys, or is it uh, Gay Milo can think of himself and, and be gay, and Straight Milo can think of himself? Oh, and, I, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you that Milo masturbates only to himself. To himself, but is he masturbating to the Gay Milo or the Straight Milo? That's a very good point. <laughs> because you can be, you can have sex with men and still be straight now, yeah, as we've been exactly. told. So yeah, who's actually doing the flogging? Is mm. it, who's doing the flogging and what is he thinking about now? So is gay Milo thinking about straight Milo? Because you know, gay guys can sometimes be turned yeah. on by straight guys because you know it's like, oh, mm-hmm. can I turn him? Can I turn him into one of our team? You know? Yeah. So does he imagine himself, you know, trying to <laughs> try and have sex with the straight version of himself, or or is he imagining himself as the straight version of himself having sex with the gay version? <laughs> Maybe. And is it is it we need to explore this further? Is it a let is it a let maybe it's a it's a, it's kind of like that split body situation, uh, you know? Where you know if he jerks off with his left hand, it's a gay thing, but if he jerks off with his right hand, it's a it's a, a straight thing. Like putting the but earring then, in. Yeah. However, <laughs> then it gets me thinking, if he jerks off and cups his balls, then what happens? Because you've got both hands involved in the action. Who's doing the cupping? And, Who's doing the cupping? Yeah, is it a cupping or is it the, is it the shaft thing? Which 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 one's the gay dominant? Officially, <laughs> the dumbest fucking <laughs> segment we've ever done. Can we go to the gardening segment, Dama? Yeah. It's on the board still. Uh, where is it? Come on, show me the gardening segment <laughs> quickly, quickly! Oh my god, where is it? Uh, Bottom right hand side. I, I think. can't I'll find it. it. I'm looking for it, man. Oh, it's all good. Uh, let's do Statman instead. Okay. I'm a Statman. Bit of cricket Statman, Damo. Uh, Cameron Green, a young Aussie cricketer who made his test debut this year. Uh, didn't have a, a bad summer. Wasn't a, a, a crash hot one. Nobody had a like, really good summer, though. No, I'm honestly. Who? Marcus and Smitty. Yeah, Marnus, Marnus is a quality, like, just rock, though, isn't he? Yeah, Marnus and Smitty had a good summer. Everyone else pretty shit. Yeah. Um, Here's how, uh, so this one seems like a fucking very, very crazy uh, comment here. Uh-huh. He's being compared to Ricky Ponting. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a like, little early that? for that, isn't it? <laughs> well, apparently not. And here's why, based on stats, Damo, uh-huh. after 41 first-class innings, Ricky Ponting, 18, uh, 1,866 runs at 49 with 700s. Cameron Green, at the exact same amount of innings, 1869 runs at 58 with 700s. Wow. No shit. Huh? No. Nice so he's got, yeah, nine, nine run better average with the exact same amount of hundreds across the same span. Mm. Now, here's, here's how what Cameron Green has done since coming back from Test cricket. Okay. You know, you know, people say, like, oh, once you play, uh, I, I hate to do it, but that's not rugby league, but I'm going to. Um, it, when people come back from origin, they just automatically come back a, a step above because they've had. Higher competition, yeah, higher intensity and everything. Yeah, like higher that. intensity. Yep. So they go back to club and they're like, "Oh, this is easy compared to what I just did." That's right. This is what's happened to Cameron Green. Here's his scores in the last couple of matches: okay. two hundred and one not out, one hundred 
168 not out, 144, 182 not out. He ended up scoring 220 not out at that last one when I, before after I printed that. Um, wow. 251. He's 21 years of age. He's got a 251. Yeah. Uh, the, he got the sixth highest score at the Gabba with his 251. Yeah, but let's not rush in, Greeno. Like that, like that caller we referenced on a show, probably playing against shitty bowlers. No, <laughs> um, probably playing against crappy bowlers, mate. So. I think he did that against the Australian uh, lineup. I think that was against New South Wales. No, don't you remember that, don't you remember that guy when it was like, oh, should we get Will yeah. Potoski in? Like, oh, he's just scored no. like 300s in a row. It's like, yeah, but the yeah. other team's crap. It's like, come They're on, crap. man. He's yeah. fucking 19 year old scoring hundreds at will. Like, 200s. He was scoring double hundreds. Exactly. <laughs> nah, no good. He's no good. He's crap. Doing his real talent. Yeah. Uh, uh, how this? Got another NBA. I got an NBA stat man for you. Oh, okay. I'm a stat man. The San Antonio Spurs are like the the, uh, the best the best team in the NBA for random stats. Remember how they won like on 21 straight seasons without a losing season or something like that, yep. or missing the playoffs, something crazy. Don't fucking um, so, don't fucking remind me because I'm a Houston fan. <laughs> yeah, I know. But how's this for a fact? This week. The Spurs made a trade. They are uh, well. They're looking to trade. They're looking to trade. Uh, oh, what's his name? Lamarcus Aldridge uh, during this year. Yep. The Spurs last made a regular season trade in 2014. Wow. No. Seven, seven years without making it. Like, and they've been competitive every year. Yeah. So normally, all about you know, stability. They're all about. It's stability trade frenzy. You know, we've got to get a new body in. No, no, no. They just don't trade. Yep. 2014 was the last trade they made, and it was a minor one with Nando DiColo uh, being traded for Austin Day. Because Popovich, Popovich <laughs> has always been the guy. Like, sure, they've had, like, some stars, like, you know, um, Tony Parker, Duncan. Tim Duncan, Ginobili. Uh, Manu Ginobili. But, like, a lot of the, they didn't come in as stars. Tim Duncan probably did. Tony Parker, yep. like, was, yeah, he's okay. But the, good, the, yeah. the Popovich, um, you know, the way he approaches it is, like this is why they don't do a lot of trades in a, in a season is because he's like no no I'll just work with what I've got like I'm going to turn this team into a winning team he's one yeah, of, he's he... a development coach you know mm. other coaches are really good at placing you know good players around star players to make you know like take the Phil the Phil Jackson model is all about yeah. have one star and have the team feed them you know yeah um but Popovich has always been like no just give me average players and I'll just create a system that works for them. Paddy Mills has become Paddy like Mills. a legitimate NBA like star yeah. under the Popovich regime. Yeah. And and Paddy Mills wasn't coming he was, up. He was an average know. Australian player. Yeah, you know, we thought he'd get a bit of bench time or excitedly made the NBA. And next yeah. thing we know, he's starting averaging 15. You're like, yeah. when the hell did this happen? When did Paddy Mills become a really good player? Yeah. Uh, Popovich, he's an absolute magician. Yeah, he's a genius at, on the court. I, I fucking hate that, like, you know his bull, his political fucking bullshit that he wanders into. I'm like, oh, I just wish, just wish you'd just stick to the fucking coaching stuff. You know? Yeah, but the, the problem is he gets asked it, and what's he meant to do? Like, no comment, no comment. Yeah. Like, he hasn't yes. No. It's not like he, he should like do. He, comes he should do goes, what, about this. He should do what Jurgen Klopp does, the manager of Liverpool. Do you remember that press conference? That was the best thing I've I heard do. in, in yeah. the last five years. Jurgen Klopp was asked, "Oh, do you think this about coronavirus and should we do that?" And he's like, "What are you asking me for? I'm a football manager. I'm not an ex. I'm not a doctor." <laughs> What a stupid, yeah. like he, he was basically saying, what a stupid question. And they're like, oh, no, but don't you think? And he's like, I'm not going to talk about that shit, you know. Yeah, I'm I remember a that. Football it's coach. Exactly. Spot on. 
Um, we're going to end the show with a golf stat man, Damo. Hey, golf stat. I'm a stat man. I think I know what the golf stat man is. It'll be uh, six weeks before Tiger Woods is walking again. <laughs> longer. longer. Much, much longer. Much, much longer. That's all right. Uh, he does his best work laying down anyway. Hey, hey, well done. Well done. Thank well you, done. mate. Uh, Let's, first... can we, he's going to hire a dozen cocktail waitresses <laughs> to, to live in his mansion and bring him treats. That's what we're talking about. The, like, Tiger's looking forward to the sponge bath. Exactly. It's going to be good. Yep. Now, uh, 1993, Damo, what were we doing in 1993? Ooh. We were year six. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we still would have been in primary school, year six together. Yep. Um, you know, still you know, not quite puberty yet. Maybe Getting, getting your first sproutings of underarm hair. Yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah, the, the dirty little Maltese moustache would have been slowly yes. coming in. Yeah. Um, that is also the last time Phil Mickelson was outside the top 100 until this week. Is that – are you serious? That's incredible. I'm dead serious. For the first I'm time since 1993, Phil Mickelson fell outside the top 100 of the official world golf rankings. He's at 101. 1993, Damo. That's just fucking unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Almost 30 years inside the top 100 of the World Golf Rankings. I don't think like, anyone else has done that. Surely I, not. It if was. they have, it's, who would it's it got to be few and far. Oh, I reckon the Shark would have been pretty close. Shark. Who was that guy, the older guy, who nearly won uh, the Open, remember, like fucking 10 years ago as like a 60-year-old, but then he kind of choked on the last oh, on the yeah, back yeah, nine? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I the guy you're talking about. Uh Name name just doesn't come to my head uh, at the moment. I don't know the exact dude you're talking about. Yeah, British dude, I think. It get, was a Gary yeah. Player. Might have been no, he's South African Gary South Player. South African. Well, I think it was Gary Player though. I think Might have been Gary him. Player. Uh, who's another one? Remember Payne Stewart? Yeah, Payne Stewart. Yeah. Might have done I, I don't think he was he was competitive for that longer period of time. No, it's, and he started really late too. He became competitive yeah. like in his late thirties or something. Payne Stewart. I yeah. Think. Yeah, I think so. So just unbelievable. Like I said, I, don't, I think Phil Mickelson's an absolute dick, but yeah. credit where it's due to staying in the top 100. That's that's a combination of a couple of things. That's skill, you know, mental discipline and health as well. Like yeah. Tiger, Tiger would be in the top 100 if he just you know, didn't get injured, didn't so fuck injury around. Prone, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, you know, Mickelson's managed to stay reasonably healthy and, and in the top 100. So um, Still earning good due. coin too. Oh yeah, money out the ass, demo, yeah. out the ass. And on, I, and I bet on the right day he's probably still a shot at winning a tournament here and there too. Oh, no doubt. Like yeah, yeah. Anytime it's a major, it's still back him for a top ten. Yeah. He's um, I think he probably is just not playing as much as many tournaments now. Sure. And maybe he just had a couple where he's fallen out and, and didn't make the cut, so yep. it just bumped him out of top one hundred. But um, amazing achievement. Year go. six, we were literally in year six. Unbelievable. Well done. All right, let's get some plugs and get out of here, Damo. Yeah, follow Greeno at the starting block. One more drop the K at the end. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. I'll be back live tonight with another edition of the Daily Boogie 6 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Granny Sears, BE, Unity Day Troy. Follow all of our friends and we'll see you next time. See you next week. Bye. Oh, wait. We, we almost forgot. But wait, Greeno, there's more. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> This offer does get better because Demtel is also going to include over two hours of romantic piano concertos, all on this bonus double CD set. But there's still more. Order this collection now and we'll include the double CD set of romantic piano concertos, volume two. That's over two hours featuring the very best of the composers. This truly amazing collection is available at just $59.95 plus delivery. That's 10 discs over 10 hours of pure listening pleasure. You won't find this offer in the stores. It's exclusive to Dentel customers only. 
do not send any money, we'll bill you. Ring now on 0802-3025. Even if you don't have a credit card, go and give us a call now on 0802-3025. And don't forget our famous Demcel money-back guarantee. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with the Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you'll have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com.